Good morning, brothers and sisters in Christ. What a joy, what a privilege, what an opportunity to be counted amongst the living. What an opportunity to be alive. It is just not it is just not automatic. It is taking the grace of God it is a grace the enabling grace it is a grace that has found us it is the grace that has helped us Grace has provided. Grace has given us the ability. Grace has removed our natural and physical limitations. Grace has enabled us to accomplish things ordinarily we would not have been able to accomplish. Beloved, as Christians, the summary of our lives can be written in just one word. Grace. So people ask you, how did this happen? It's grace. How did this come about? It is grace. How was this possible? It is grace. How could you ever accomplish this? It is grace. How come you look so young? Much younger than your age. It is grace. But we know your income level. But you have achieved more than one expected. The answer is, it is grace. It is grace. It is grace. Beloved, we want to examine the interaction between grace and faith. How do we constantly experience God's manifestation of his manifold grace in our lives.
one way to experience grace is the workings or a life of faith. But today we want to look at a dimension of faith. We talk so much about faith, but it appears very little is known or understood or practiced in real terms when faith or as faith is concerned. The Bible tells us in Hebrews that faith is the substance of things hoped for. So what it means, and the evidence of things not seen. So here there are two operative words of phrases. Hoped for and evidence. So these two phrases or words suggest an end state. So what it means that to operate in faith, we must operate always with the end in view. So, let me practically illustrate this. You want to build a house. To operate in faith, You've got to see the house. You've got to see yourself living in the house. You've got to see yourself possessing the house. You've got to see yourself having completed the house, having moved in the house, sleeping in the house, opening the doors, of the door, the, 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 the doors of the house, going out and coming in, you've got to see yourself sitting in the, in, the, in, the, in the living room, sleeping on the bed. But what negates our faith? Instead of looking at the, the substance of the things hoped for, and the evidence of the things not seen. We look at the process. And the moment we move from the end state to the process, we have negated the faith. Then we ask ourselves, where am I going to get the money? How am I going to build this house? So the the moment we think about the process, faith will take leave of us. And grace 
will not be ministered to us. In many cases and instances, Christians have negated their faith because we look at the process, not at the substance, the evidence. Because the moment you consider the process, then you begin to doubt. Then fear sets in. Then the analysis, then the calculations will come in. That if I save 3,000 a month, it will take me 27.7 years to save 1 million to do this. And in that time, the price will not even be 1 million. So then, how is this going to be possible? Beloved, if we claim to be men and women of faith, let's leave the process. Because sometimes we think that, oh, um, I would need, let's say, uh, 200 customers each buying, you know, my a product worth, let's say, 250 to be able to make this much. Stop the calculations. Because in the workings of God, God can bring just one customer. In the workings of God, just two people can double that as calculation or expectations of yours. Many of us are standing where we are unable to move just because of this. Beloved, I want you to really ponder over these words. These are very practical issues concerning our faith. So a church leader I'll be thinking about how I can double my congregation. It takes faith. The question is, how many people do you want to have? Think about that number. Speak it out. Confess it. Praise God for it. Thank God for it. Celebrate God that it is done. When we live in that realm, that is a realm of faith, the end state. Beloved, let us depart from the mental, analytical realm. That is not faith. The Bible says, with the heart, man believe it. 
So faith is of the heart. And what is the heart? Your spirit. We operate in faith, not with the mind or the soul. It is the spirit. And how do we get it? From the mind to the spirit. It is through meditation. As we meditate, we brood. As we meditate, we let it sink from the mental realm to the spiritual realm. As we meditate, we get the word, oh, speaking to us. The word becoming life. Oh, yes, there's a quickening. There's that. So you see possibilities. Now you are energized. Now you clear every doubt. You clear any resistances. And you move without understanding. The Bible says, once we look not at the things that are seen, but on by but the things that are not seen. When we look at the, the, the physical, forget it. Faith will never be produced. So faith is not by what we see, by what we hear, by what we taste and experience. It is not physical. It is not mental. Faith is spiritual. Paul says, I thank God whom I serve with my spirit. Beloved, I want us to, you know, to, to really reflect on these things. There are many things that we want God to do for us. We are trusting God. But God will not do anything without coming through our faith. It is only when we operate at the frequency of faith, then grace is released for the supernatural manifestations of the things that we desire. The Lord bless you. The Lord keep you. The Lord cause his face to shine upon you and be gracious unto you. Almighty God, lift the light of his countenance upon your lives and grant unto you his peace. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit abide with us now and forevermore. You have a lovely, wonderful, and a blessed day. Amen.